The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 159. Today's show is going to be a little short, and it's not just because of the holidays, but I found myself on the bad end of the flu. My whole family has been sick for the past week, and for a minute I was starting to think that I was superhuman and impervious to sickness because I hadn't gotten it yet until today. So while this episode may be a little bit short, I don't want to leave my friends empty-handed for the week. So on today's episode, I basically just rant about these last call models Dodge is releasing as a farewell to the two modern muscle car models that we've all come to love, the Charger and the Challenger. It's a tough time to be a Mopar enthusiast, but I try to see on the bright side of things, and I'm going to try to do that on this episode, but I really do need to vent off some steam because I've seen these last call models, and I probably would have done things a little bit differently if I were in charge. So, without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 2023 marks the end of an era, the era of modern muscle cars. What a fun time it's been watching Dodge produce the most insanely powerful muscle cars on the planet. And what has it all been for? To have us sit here and go, how much further can they push this performance envelope? And then leave us dumbfounded by saying, it's all over, here's an electric car that makes fake kitty noises. (laughs) What the f***, Dodge? I'm typically an optimist, so when I heard the news that the Charger and Challenger were being sent to pasture, I thought to myself, you know... It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. They're going to go out with the biggest bang, and I, as a Mopar enthusiast, won't be sitting here saying that they could have done better. (sighs) They could have done better. (laughs) But hopefully the curtain call will be a stamp on what's been a fun and unforgettable modern era of Mopar muscle. So what exactly did Dodge give us for a send-off? They gave us seven special edition last call models. They include the Dodge Challenger Shakedown, the Dodge Charger Super B, the Dodge Challenger and Charger Scat Pack Swinger, Dodge Charger King Daytona, and the Dodge Challenger Black Ghost, with the final last call model being somewhat of a mystery. So let's start with that one. The final last call model was supposed to debut at this year's SEMA 2022, and what I can tell you is that they were having problems with engine failures during durability tests, and that's according to Tim Kaniscus. So what can we determine from just knowing that fact? That Dodge is probably putting 
the most powerful engine in their final last call model that they can. And I hope that's the case because I'm being extra tough on them for the rest of the final calls. So let's talk about those since there isn't much known about the final last call model other than it's likely going to be the most powerful vehicle Dodge has ever produced. And let me be the first to say that that makes me extremely happy that they are doing at least that right. Uh, give it all you got, Dodge, because this is it after all. Some of the other last call models had me scratching my head. It's like they're merely putting some sticker packages together with the exception of the Dodge Charger Super B and then the last two. So let's start with the Super B. I think it's pretty awesome. The 2023 Dodge Super B is pretty damn cool. Why? Because when the Challenger 1320 came out, a lot of us were disappointed that they didn't have a Charger version of the 1320. Well, this Super B is just that, a 1320 Charger, and that makes me very happy. So here are some highlights of what you get in a Charger Super B. You get the Super B exterior badging on the grille and front fenders, Super B exterior graphics on the functional hood scoop and rear fenders, blue graphics with B5 blue, white graphics with Plum Crazy, 20 by 9.5 inch knurled wheels with 275 drag radials for the scat pack, and 18 by 11 inch drag wheels with 315 drag radials for the scat pack widebody, adaptive dampening suspension with drag mode, a black Mopar hood pin kit, an SRT hood with a functional hood scoop and dual heat extractors, SRT black exhaust tips, red four-piston Brembo brakes, Super B interior instrument panel badge, and Super B seatback logos. So that's a pretty cool package. You know, nothing too crazy. But the unfortunate part is that only a 1,000 of these units will be produced, 500 in B5 Blue and 500 wide bodies in Plum Crazy. So they bring us up with the Super B and then crush all of our hopes and dreams in ever owning one by making them so limited. But, you know, it's all good. I understand they want to make them limited so that there's more of a demand and so that they're a little bit more special. So I understand that part. But since I'm not trying to be such a drag on this whole vent session here, I'll say that I am grateful that they're giving us one truly special Super B as one of the last call models. On a scale of 1 to 10, look, 1 being the lamest and 10 being the coolest, I'd give the Super B a solid 9 just because I'm glad we got a 1320 version of the Charger. You know, it wasn't fair that they had a 1320 Challenger and then the Charger was just left behind, you know. So even if it was so late in the game, it probably would have not been missed any more than it was already missed when the Challenger 1320 came out. So I'm just happy that we got it. Next, we have the Challenger Shakedown. The Shakedown is a tribute to the original 2016 Shakedown that was unveiled at SEMA 2016. And like the Super B, the Shakedown Challenger production will be limited to 1,000 units. 500 Dodge Challenger Shakedown RT Scat Packs in Destroyer Gray and 500 Dodge Challenger Shakedown RT Scat Pack Wide Bodies in Pitch Black. Here are some of the highlights of the Challenger Shakedown. It's going to have a legendary cold air grabbing Mopar shaker hood with a Mopar shaker intake, a shaker underhood decal, red 392 fender graphics, shakedown spoiler graphics, shakedown stripe with red accent, black challenger grill badge, unique RT grill badge, 20 by 9.5 inch low gloss black slingshot wheels, and 20 by 11 inch carbon black warp speed wheels for the wide body, red 6 piston Brembo brakes, a shakedown instrument panel, premium black Napa Alcantara seats with red stitching, red interior accent stitching on the console, the steering wheel, and the seats, and demonic red seat belts. So what do I think of the shakedown? It's cool, but do I think it's last call send-off worthy? Not really. Out of 10, I'd probably give it a solid 7. So, you know, that's my take on that. It's pretty cool, but it's not last call cool. You know, this should have been something that they offered, you know, two years ago. But um, what's next? The Swingers. Now, why would Dodge bring back the Swinger nameplate on Dodge Challengers and Chargers? That's a mystery to me. 
In fact, I think it is a little lame. That's just my opinion. The Mopar purist deep inside my mind says that that moniker died with the dart of old. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to pay homage to the fun dart swinger. And I think the swinger should have died with the original dart. Maybe that's harsh, but, you know, to be honest, I really don't care. Um, I just, why are you calling a challenger and a charger swingers? Why? I don't get it. But I, I guess if you're trying to be fun, uh, I mean, I guess. It's kind of a mystery. <laughs> but, um, you know, what, what can I say? I just don't get it. I really don't. It's a cool logo. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, come on. <laughs> you couldn't have come up with something creative um, better than that? I, I think I could have. But, anyways, a thousand units each of both the Challenger and Charger Swinger will be produced. And because they thought green on green was so appealing, your color options are F8 green and sublight green exterior color options and a white knuckle option as well. The coolest part about these things is they're both only available as wide bodies and they have the Swinger graphics. That's about as cool as it gets. <laughs> you know, like, what else? What else can you have? You know, and as much as I don't like the idea, I think the graphic does look cool. I just, you know... <laughs> I just don't think it belongs on a Challenger or a Charger, but that's me. So how are these things decked out? Let's see. The Challenger Swinger is a little bit different than the Charger Swinger, so let's go for the Challenger Swinger first. It comes with Gold School Challenger Grill Badge, a Gold School RT Wide Body Grill Badge, a Gold School Painted Shaker Intake, a Gold School Scat Pack Plus B Spoiler Badge, Gold School B Fender Badges, Retro Swinger Rear Fender Graphics, 20 by 11 inch Gold School Wheels, black six-piston Brembo brakes, mod grain wood-like aluminum interior bezel textures, which I think are pretty cool, Napa slash Alcantara seats with green stitching and green Dodge Rombie logo, green swinger interior instrument panel badge, and a green interior accent stitching on the console and the doors. And as for the Charger Swinger, here's what you can expect on that. Pretty similar. It's got a gold school scat pack plus B grill badge, gold school B fender and deck lid badges, 20 by 11 inch gold school wheels, a retro swinger rear fender graphic um, on both sides, black six-piston Brembo brakes, a mod grain wood-like aluminum interior bezel texture, which I think is cool, uh, Napa slash Alcantara seats with green stitching and green Dodge Rombie logo, which I think is cool too, a green swinger interior instrument panel badge, and green interior accent stitching on the console and doors. So they've got a couple cool things about them, but come on. What's my overall opinion of the swingers? They got cool graphics and some cool accents to set them apart. That's about it. I think that was a bit of a reach using the Swinger moniker. They could have done without it. And that's, again, just my opinion. On a scale of 1 to 10, you know, I'm going to give it a 6. And here I am saying, you know, I could probably do better. So what would I have done? I honestly, I thought about this. I thought... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com that they could have gotten away with doing a mod top edition. And I think that would have been cooler and far more unique. You could do a mod top wrap on the roof and make it optional for the hood and trunk and uh, mod top interior accents with custom mod top badges. I think that would have been far more creative than the swinger. Um, Dodge, hey, you should have hired me when you had the chance, right? <laughs> but um, 
you know, I, I just think if you put my idea for the mod top and then their idea for the swingers, I think my mod top would have won. <laughs> That's just my opinion, especially if you did like a modern take on it, you know, not two seventies, but not two not seventies. I think it could have been pretty cool, but, um, I guess, I guess that brings us to the next pretty cool concept, I think, and that's the Charger King Daytona in tribute to the legendary Big Willie Robinson, who, you know, I'll admit it here, he should have a special episode on this show, and I will give him that. So, who is Big Willie Robinson? He was a famous street racing legend of Los Angeles and a huge advocate for legal drag racing to keep people safe and off the streets. Um, his story goes much deeper than that, and I'll go into it on a different episode. But with a legend figuratively and physically as big as Big Willie, I would expect Dodge to crank it up more than just a few notches. And they did some and gave the King Daytona 807 horsepower, which was a 10 horsepower bump from the 797. But I would have liked to see the car up to like the demon range with like 840. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would have been proper in my opinion. But regardless, I'm happy they gave it a bump in power at all. Only 300 of these King Daytonas will roll off the assembly line, and they will all be based on the Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye Widebody in Go Mango. Here are some of the other things that make the King Daytona special. Obviously, it's got 10 extra horsepower that bumps the Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye from 797 to 807 horsepower. It's going to have satin black King Daytona rear fender graphics, a satin black hood with roof graphics, 20 by 11 inch satin carbon warp speed wheels. Satin chrome exterior badging, orange six-piston Brembo brakes, a bright Mopar hood pin kit, satin black spoiler, black Napa slash Alcantara Daytona seats with orange stitching, King Daytona interior instrument panel badge, orange interior accent stitching on the instrument panel, console, steering wheel, and door trim, suede headliner, carbon fiber interior bezels, Alcantara steering wheel, Harman Kardon, premium audio system, a power sunroof, and a navigation package. And let's be honest, they could have done a lot worse with this tribute car. But they could have done a little bit better, too. I hope Dodge, and this is me speaking truthfully here, I hope Dodge consulted the International Brotherhood of Street Racers for this tribute and that they approved of it. If not, that was an opportunity missed by Dodge. You know, Big Willie was the head, the president of the International Brotherhood of Street Racers. So it would only be proper to reach out to them and say, hey, do you have any ideas for this car? So I think it would have been cool if they had showed some love to the Brotherhood on the car somehow. That's what I would have done. Not too bad Dodge, not too bad, but it could have been a little cooler with a couple more color options and a little more power. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it a 9. It would have been a 10, but I think there were a couple of missed opportunities with this one. And then finally, we come to the Challenger Black Ghost. I really like these tributes to people. I think it's awesome, even if the tributes fall a little short. I'd rather have tributes to people than swingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... The Black Ghost is just as cool as the King Daytona, in my opinion. The Black Ghost is a tribute to the legend of Godfrey Qualls and his black 1970 Dodge Challenger RTSE with a gator grain top that ruled Woodward Avenue in the 1970s. He would literally just go to the street races, do a bunch of damage on the competition, and then skate away into the darkness of night not to be seen again for months at a time. And that's what earned him the nickname The Black Ghost, or the car, the nickname The Black Ghost. So this is another cool tribute to a legend in the world of Mopar. So, what makes the Black Ghost Challenger worthy of the tribute? Like the King Daytona, the platform will be wide-body Hellcat red-eye based, only this one being a Challenger, and the power will also be increased by 10 from 797 horsepower. <laughs> that sounded bad. <laughs> like, we're, we're increasing the power 
by 10. <laughs> so we got 7,970 horsepower. That's not the case. The power will be increased by 10 horsepower from 797 to 807. And obviously the Black Ghost will only be available in pitch black. Also, like the King Daytona, only 300 will be produced. Here are some things that make the Black Ghost special. It will have a black gator skin roof vinyl, which I think is pretty cool. Bright Dodge fascia badge, white rear fender graphics, a Challenger script grill fender and spoiler badges, midnight metallic SRT grill badge, bright fuel filler door, black six piston Brembo brakes, a 3.09 to 1 rear axle ratio, 20 by 11 inch satin carbon warp speed wheels, black Mopar hood pins, black ghost interior instrument panel badge, Alcantara slash Laguna leather seats and door bolsters, Alcantara steering wheel with red SRT logo, and real carbon fiber bezels and Dynamica suede headliner. I actually like both the King Daytona and the Black Ghost and would rate them both equally at a 9 out of 10. Both would have landed a 10 on my scale had they been as powerful or, more appropriately, more powerful than the 840 horsepower Demon. But Dodge did a pretty good job. So I'll say that. And, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm always shitting on Dodge. I really am a fan of the brand. And I really think what they've done is great. I just think that you know, with the electrification, that whole push, I think it's really to, uh, you know, satisfy people politically, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just my opinion and I don't want to get too far into it, but I, I wish they, I, I wish they'd give us more options. Like you can have this electrified muscle car, but you can also still have all the amazing muscle cars we've been offering for so long. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's a different topic for a different day, I suppose. So where does this all leave us? The last call has seven special editions, and the seventh is of now, like I said earlier, publicly unknown. Like I said earlier, too, it's been having engine-related durability issues, and we can optimistically assume that that's because it will be the most powerful production vehicle Dodge has ever offered. Fingers crossed. I know some of you are saying, okay, Chris, if you think you can do better than Dodge, what would your number seven last call car be? And honestly... You know, Dodge took my thunder, <laughs> and that's when they revealed their electric muscle car and gave it the name Charger Daytona SRT Banshee. At least I think that's the full name. <laughs> it's a pretty long name. But regardless, they used the name that I would have used for my final last call model. I would have made a final Challenger with a Heliphant engine and called it the Challenger SRT Daytona. And here's where I'm going to lose all of you. <laughs> I would have dressed it with a nose cone and a giant rear wing. And I know a lot of you have seen the Daytona and Superbird kit that was made for modern challengers. And I would go as far as saying that most of the Mopar community hates it. I'm not one of those people. In fact, I wish those kits didn't exist because my send-off would be a Challenger SRT Daytona. Wing, nose cone, and all. A few aesthetic liberties would have been taken, but I think it would have been a total shock and I think many of us would have slow clapped with a single tear running down our cheeks <laughs> if they saw that car. But, you know, as a, as a final send off. But alas, it was never meant to be. So how would my Challenger SRT Daytona been special? First, I would have only made 100 of them. Okay, super exclusive. I also would have only offered those 100 in high impact colors and only wide bodies. Here's a list of the goodies on my Challenger SRT Daytona. You would have Challenger SRT Daytona exterior badging on the grille and front fenders. You would have adaptive dampening suspension with drag mode, a black Mopar hood pin kit, a carbon fiber SRT Demon hood with a functional scoop, SRT black exhaust tips, bright fuel filler door, 20 by 11 inch carbon black warp speed wheels, red six piston Brembo brakes, premium black Napa slash Alcantara seats with red stitching, 
red interior accent stitching on the console, the steering wheel, and seats because the steering wheel will be an Alcantara steering wheel with the red SRT logo. It will also have demonic red seatbelts, uh, 3.09 to 1 rear axle ratio, an SRT Daytona interior instrument panel badge, and real carbon fiber bezels and Dynamica suede headliner. Um, I'm sure there was a couple other things that I could throw on there, but I think that's about it. I'd probably add a special crate like the Demon, only my crates would contain the drag wheels and tires, and to step it up a notch, an optional direct connection upgrade that gives you every direct connection performance add-on that the power brokers offer. That, in my humble Mopar-loving opinion, would be a proper send-off for our beloved Hemi-powered modern muscle cars. And if I was ever asked, Chris, why so wild with that last one? You know, the wing and the nose cone? You know, I simply would have answered, an unwavering love for the high-performance heritage of Mopars made me do it. <laughs> In closing, and to do my part to promote Dodge, and even as much as we butt heads on certain things, here are some good things and more info about the 2023's models. 2023 Dodge Charger and Challenger models will have a special commemorative last call underhood brushed aluminum plaque featuring the vehicle name and vehicle's silhouette, as well as designed in Auburn Hills and assembled in Brampton to state each vehicle's origin. There is also an expansion of SRT jailbreak models. The jailbreaks are Dodge Charger and Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye Wide Bodies, and they unlocked the color combination, ordering restrictions, and exclusive content. So for 2023, all jailbreak models will also be available for the 717 horsepower Challenger and Charger SRT Hellcat, giving more owners the option of building their own one-of-a-kind Dodge muscle car. Dodge brand will also celebrate its 2023 model lineup by bringing back B5 Blue, Plum Crazy Purple, Sublime Green, and Destroyer Gray. There will be 14 total exterior color options, 2023 Charger and Challenger RT models will also have 345 fender badging, a call out to the 345 cubic inch Hemi engine that resides under their respective hoods. All of the last call editions will be specifically allocated to certain dealerships, so contact your Dodge dealer for more information. I suppose when this modern era of muscle cars comes to a close, we can look back with fond memories. And since I missed out on the first wave of muscle cars in the 60s and 70s, I'm happy to at least be able to say... When I'm old and gray, much older and much grayer, I'm happy that I get to say that I was there. Thanks for listening. No Mopar left behind. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR, and you just might get to hear yourself on the show. So keep sharing those Mopar stories with me and anything else that is on your Mopar-addicted mind. Special thanks to my friends at DIYHemi.com. For those of you that don't know, Blake has rebranded DIY Hemi, so although the website is still DIYHemi.com, DIY Hemi is now Sublime Technologies. So if you've been considering swapping a modern Gen 3 Hemi into your classic Mopar, then reach out to Sublime Technologies, get a hold of Blake, and tell them that I sent you. Blake has supported me from the beginning of this show, and I also support him in his mission to Hemi-swap the world. Also, don't forget how important it is to keep your Mopar protected from the elements. If you need protection, don't wait. Head on over to TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and go get your Mopar covered today. 
Before we shut this podcast episode down, if you want some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more, check out the merch shop on TalkingMopars.com. I am working on some new merch. I said that on the last show, and I am going to let you guys know when that new gear is available. One final thing, if you'd like exclusive bonus episodes of the podcast as well as exclusive bonus videos, they are available only to my Facebook subscribers. Become a Facebook supporter today and get immediate access to those benefits as well as a monthly supporter giveaway. You can do all that by going to Talking Mopar's podcast on Facebook and clicking the subscribe button. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopar's. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.